Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter and that is Tara and we are going to talk about The Rage of Gemstones Season 1 Episode 5 and it's important I say Season 1 because it renewed this week for Season 2. So I know. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, the episode's called Interlude which is obviously a, a really smart title because it is like this flashback episode that's all set in the past but it's also notably the middle episode so they've actually got it placed right in the middle of the of the nine episodes so way to go <laughs> creative team uh yeah turns so, out they have good writers so we're setting the 80s as a slightly longer episode but so was last week's actually this one and the last one were both about 40 minutes so it was basically at the point where it's a, a like a full hour long network show you know when they take out mm-hmm. the ads that's about the length of them uh which is not a complaint in fact it's actually the opposite i i am liking the the meteor chunks that we're getting and this episode sees Amy Lee, which was making me think of Evanescence. Like every time you said her name, I was thinking of Evanescence. Oh, is that the lead singer? That's the lead singer. Her name's Amy Lee. And I only remember this because when I was like 13, it was like Amy Lee was. Were you was... a goth kid? I wasn't, no, I wasn't a goth kid. I never went, but she was attractive to 13 year old me, okay? Um, <laughs> I, I make no apologies uh, or excuses. I just. Stay as Do you guys have Hot Topic in the UK? Uh, no Hot Topic, no. Oh, okay. I'm sure there's some equivalent uh, stores, but nothing has the same reputation that Hot Topic does. Because I've heard the Hot Topic jokes. Like, I've heard <laughs> the, the reputation. But hey, uh, so... Yeah, I think there's a lot of Evanescence fans and shopping and Hot Topic. I imagine a lot of Evanescence fans ended up being Twilight fans, which, you know, is a whole... <laughs> part of the world that i just don't want to be involved in like you have your oh, little yeah, island. don't like vampires v- vampires can be great but uh let's just say uh i mean oh, okay you want me to do this th- yes i love vampires when they're done properly just like the hit television show buffer the vampire slayer but yes rage of gemstones interlude this is set in the 80s this episode and we have kids playing jesse and judy um, but I think the first thing you want to talk about, how did you feel about the casting of these two? Like, did you think they did a good Loved job? It. Yeah, perfect casting. That kid who plays Jesse has all of the mannerisms. Yeah, down. he he studied. He he was watching like footage of previous episodes. Like they, they probably Definitely. aren't even edited yet. They were probably still like, just dailies. But he he watched footage of uh, McBride and made sure yeah. he was getting getting it down. Um, he nailed it. Hell, I even... love, and but Judy was like a, a show stealer. Oh yeah, she was. Every great. line she had was gold. Um, I, in fact, it wouldn't even surprise me if McBride was just on set the entire time, like in like between takes, just being like, okay, here's how I how I deliver it, and then the kids like, okay, I'll put my own spin in that, and like, you know, I could totally uh, just having the actors there to sort of like almost train them because they're supposed to be playing the same character, uh, and you've got, obviously you've got, I think the one complaint I'd have about the being set in the past is that uh, John Goodman's de aging is a little bit, you know, distracting oh, at I times. Thought it looks pretty good. There was just times that he just looked too smooth. Like, you know, you could tell that they touched them up. I guess. I, I thought it was pretty good. I was looking for it, and I thought this is definitely passable. Just a little unnatural. I think... Or younger John Goodman. The, it's funny, because... We, I think, well, the problem is we know what John Goodman looked like in the 80s he, because we all watched Roseanne. That's exactly what I was going to he say. He doesn't look like that. I mean, I didn't watch a lot of Roseanne, admittedly, but yeah, like, we all knew what he looked like in the 80s. Um, it's one of the things I, um, I always say about actors who were kid actors first, right? They became famous as kids and we, we saw them in a movie, right? And then mm-hmm. they grew up still being an actor and they're playing, you know, roles in movies in the future. 
Um, I think the example um, I had at one point was Daniel Radcliffe, because obviously he's Harry Potter, and you know everyone knew him mm-hmm. as like a, this young eleven-year-old or whatever in the first one, and he grew up through the movies. Blah blah. I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but like he was in a movie, and there was a flashback to his character as a kid, and they had some kid actor playing him as a kid, and I went, "No, I know what it looks like at ten because he's in the posters for Harry Potter. <laughs> this looks nothing like him." the best when they have a child actor who's a regular on a show and then they have him like an ad- a different adult play his adult version of it and mm. then when you watch that kid actor grow up and they look totally nothing like him like there's a great episode not episode but like moment in um yeah a great episode of the hit television show star trek the next generation where wesley is having like where where wesley we see like an older Wesley and he's got like this chiseled jaw and this perfect like Republican haircut. <laughs> and he's like fit and strapping and tall. He's so handsome. And but we know what Will Wheaton looks like today. I mean, he's not like an unattractive guy, but he's not, you know, Superman. <laughs> and watching those shows now always make me laugh. Uh, no, it's just one of these things. So again, yeah, because it's uh, the same with uh, Michael Douglas and uh, what Marvel movie was it where they did the D- it was in Ant Man, but oh, maybe it was the first oh, Ant Man. It was also in the last one because that no, was the opening scene where Haley Atwell was in it as well. And uh, Michael Douglas, it was like the eighties, and it was like oh, this, they actually did a good job making him look like he did in the eighties because you know we've seen him in the movies from that time period, and like he looked really like spot on to what Michael Douglas did at that time. Uh, and it was like obviously it's a Marvel movie, so they've got a lot more money to throw at it, and it's only one scene. But yeah, okay, yeah, that was in the last one. No, it wasn't. It was it was, it was longer ago because I remember it impressing me. This was like the first Ant Man. It was like the opening scene to the first Ant Man. Oh, I thought you said it was Ant. It wasn't Ant Man. <laughs> I, I did it first. I did it first, and then I realized no. I think it's, I think it's the first Ant Man. I think that the first Ant Man starts in like the eighties, and it's it's uh, not what's Tony's dad. Yeah, he looks like Wall Street. Yeah, he looks like Wall Street. Yeah. yeah age but um yeah it's just like anthony stark and hilly atwell's there as, as peggy who's in like slightly older age makeup because she's obviously this is the 80s and she was you know peggy in like the 40s so they've got her in like you sure it wasn't the last one when captain america has to go like okay whatever it's a tangent let's go get back oh to sure yeah yeah. I mean, Egyptian. <laughs> yeah anyway so yeah so the story of this episode is that uh uh, Amy Lee tells tells Eli that she's pregnant and does it right as the the the, the live TV show is about to start. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. And the curtain comes up and he's like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't sure, because obviously at this point in the episode, this is the opening scene, we didn't see the other kids yet. I wasn't sure if this was the first kid. You know, this is, is this the first pregnancy kind of thing. Uh, but no, yeah. it's, it's actually, it's uh, it's Kelvin. Um, it's the, the, the baby of the family. And the episode is about the fact that, that baby Billy wants to go on tour how many sister uh emily are this duet that go touring and do these religious concerts and they're quite successful and i don't know about you but did you get the impression in this episode that the gemstones kind of became a thing because of emily's fame in the first place like the idea of like the gemstones as we know them only really exists because eli married emily and she was already like famous i think she was definitely the heart of what the show was or because she when when they do a little performance in it like she is great she's fun to watch and she's super talented but i think a lot of it is still john goodman maybe they 
what what I mean is though, it was was the gemstones already a known quantity before then, or is the gemstones becoming famous? Only, did that only happen once he was with Amy Lee? Like, not 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 if he has the qualities or not to do it, but just was he already like was his family already like the gemstones? Yeah, I guess I guess we don't really know the answer yet. Yeah, because I I kind of got the impression that like her celebrity kind of at least elevated it and like made the gemstones what they are. Right, right. Uh, in this episode, because I visit Billy's. Yeah, probably. I mean, you're probably right. Yeah, baby Billy's kind of like accusing of Eli of that. Oh, you married into the family, and I'm a brother, and I should be, you know, come first and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you we... get to see why they hired Walton Goggins for this role now, because why would they just get somebody who was actually older? Like, oh, yeah, he's, he's gonna have this big scene where he's playing his own age. And it is easier he... to it's easier to make someone look older than it is to make them look younger. Um, you say that, uh, but the de-aging is looking pretty good now, and old age makeup is, uh, still struggles sometimes. Well, in a comedy, it's easier because it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, you know, it's, when we see Goggins in present day, it's not like he looks like a real old person. It's kind of silly, but it works in the tone of the show. It does, yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot cheaper than de-aging stuff. So. <laughs> it's a hell of yeah. a lot cheaper. Uh, they, they basically just put a white wig on him and just call it a day. <laughs> yeah um, and bleach his teeth but we get this great great scene uh, where the, the, the mimic the opening remember back in the first episode the, the slow motion shot of them all walking into the, the restaurant and the king the crown was above Eli mm -hmm. they do the same thing but it's like they're together as a married couple and the, the crown's above them and this is the scene where they're telling uh, they're telling the kids that they're getting a new uh, baby brother or sister and <laughs> This, this, uh, yeah, the kid playing Jesse was perfect. Like he, he, like his mannerisms, the way he phrased things. Like, I, I just heard Dan McBride the whole time. Like he's great. I don't think you should he have uh, have another kids. I don't. I don't want a little brother or sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, he's just, he's just, he's perfect at it. Uh, and him and Judy are threatening to stab each other under the table. And Judy's delivery sounds like her. And we'll get to the, the best line of the episode. It might be from her. Uh, oh yeah, later it definitely on. is. Um, Something to do with a bird. And the, the second line that comes from uh, John Goodman after she says it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, not even that. It was yeah. The, the, we'll just talk about it now because we're just we're already talking about it. But so there's an exchange later on after young Jesse has been caught arranging. You you know that 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 uh, thing that happens in like that, that trope of like rich people making homeless people fight for money and like forcing them to fight as if they're dogs. Jesse yeah. does that with the younger kids and makes them wrestle for the amusement of the older kids and gets caught. So they're giving him a stern talking to and Judy is over by the stairs listening to everything. They're like, oh, go, go upstairs, Judy. And she's like, no, I like hearing uh, Jesse get into trouble. It twitches my bird. <laughs> and Jesse's the only one who gets it where he's like, oh, Judy, sharp. And Judy was like, what? What's a bird? Is she talking about her private parts? And then Judy, without skipping a beat, goes, "Yeah, that's my I private parts." About my private parts. <laughs> <laughs> She's so good. Yeah, J Judy is really funny in this scene. Um, it, uh, oh, it really cracked me up. No, she still because this is an episode that I would argue is actually not that funny, and that's not a complaint. It's really emotional, actually. It's a drama. This is a drama with a few good jokes. Mm -hmm. um and it, it really the whole point of the episode is to really frame what the rivalry between billy uh baby billy and eli is and what's kind of like split them up all this time and what this this tension yeah, well, comes from that, but it was really good to see like where the gemstones came from or at least what mm. they used to be when amy lee was around because you could tell like she's 
she's nothing but like pure love in her. Oh, yeah. Like in her performance, like she's doing everything because she really believes what she's doing is right. She's super humble, and you can see the difference between what their like their show used to be, their televangelist show used to be when she was around versus what it is now, which is just money, 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 money. Like they they've lost their way, you know. Yeah, to the point and, where there's a scene where they're on the the lot that will become their new estate, like their big ranch with multiple houses. And because he even jokes, that, oh, we'll build houses for the kids so they can be with us forever. And they, they both kind of joke, say, ah, we don't want that. <laughs> but that's how it is. We've seen it in present day. Yeah. They all have houses that are on the, 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 the it's, a, it's a very big property. But I mean, so they're kind of spread out for, you know, like there are like a few, I don't know, blocks worth apart each, each house. But, you know, they're all there. And yeah, so we get the sense, no, you know, we've already been so blessed, we shouldn't do that, you know, kind of thing. Um, also, did you have the misbehaving song, like, sort of annoyingly stuck in your head for a while after the episode ended? Because yeah, it was good. <sighs> <laughs> it was really catchy. Uh, yeah, it's just proof that lyrics don't matter. It's all about the tune. Yeah, yeah, I have always thought that. That's why I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers so much. <laughs> <laughs> lyrics are nonsense. It's just a bit of the tune. <laughs> Give it, away, give, it away, give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Yeah, that. Interpret that however you will. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's about sex. It's about private parts. It's probably about sex, yeah. <laughs> private parts. <laughs> what, I got to, got to give it to your mama? Yeah, probably about yeah. sex. I, I, have ne- <laughs> I have never heard, just to go back to the, the funny Judy Lee, I have never heard someone refer to, you know, to a lady's... Uh, Crotch. I'll, I'll try to be as polite as possible. Her phrase this. I'll just say it. The vajayjay. Sure, the vajayjay. I'm sure she heard it from her brother <laughs> yeah. and just applied it to her own private parts without thinking that they were different. <laughs> Wait, have you heard a penis referred to as a bird? Yeah, I think so. Well, maybe not. Yeah, I've never heard that. <laughs> but it, like making your bird twitch sounds more like about male genitalia than it does female. Anyway, so no, really funny line, and Judy has a birthday party. Um, but the main plot is is that the the baby Billy is upset because this pregnancy is going to contradict uh, directly with his. It's going to clash with the schedule for a tour that he wants to do with Amy Lee. He, he's oh, we're going to do a reunion tour. We're going to make so much money, and then she's like, "Sorry, the baby's due in July," and he's like, "We'll be on tour in July." I, no, sorry, no can do. What do you expect them to do? It's, it's not even like. Abortion is not even an option for you people. <laughs> like, yeah, right. That one's ruled out. <laughs> He's just taking it personal. Yeah. Like, you'll just have to do it while pregnant because he only has one thing on the mind, which is money. Yeah. Which is kind of what Eli is also becoming in the future. We've, we've seen that. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, eventually, it sort of says, oh, I'm happy for you, Amy Lee, but, you know, like, yeah. you know, I'm financially in a really bad place. And, like, you know, because he's had three divorces, we find out at this point. And this yeah, is, and he's got a son that we've never seen. Yeah, where is this son in present day? Because he's going to show up, right? We're, we're going to get like adult. He has to because he is so bizarre. Yeah, we're going to get like forty-five-year-old weirdo showing up at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah, bizarre because he makes like probably around the same age as Jesse. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, uh, maybe like just like a year or two younger or something like that. But yeah, we better see him. Yeah, we better. Maybe I think he's we will. Actually, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Keith's a bit younger. He's he's closer to Kelvin's age, right? Yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah. true. Um, so, nah, so he's upset, and he kind of like keeps retaliating back because he's upset about this, and he shows up to Judy's birthday party, which has the 
creepy sad clown just kind of lingering around and judy's been like such a drama queen she's like she's sitting on a throne waiting for people to give her presents and then is like just like throwing them down so i've already got three of these terrible present and like the little girl goes away looking like she's going to cry it's, yeah it's the whole thing i like that amy lee's like do you think we're spoiling them <laughs> <laughs> and then you cut to judy and she's like this is a bad gift you're a bad friend because <laughs> i already have three of them joey really cracked me up with this because so so baby billy comes in and he's got he's on like a tractor or something like that like a little tractor a little lawnmower kind of tractor and he's like dragging behind him a mini corvette it's like this little like uh it's like a go-kart corvette basically for a kid and it looks awesome (laughs) yeah i I want a shot i'm not gonna lie i'll squeeze in it (laughs) i'll squeeze in it to get around the house um but like she she uh is all excited she sits in it and like you know baby belly's like ah my my, my princess niece gets all the all the shiny toys blah blah and like, Eli was like, no, no, we have a rule. We don't spoil the children. You, you, she can't accept this gift. And I'm like, she's literally got like a queue formed and she's like throwing gifts back in their faces. She's already spoiled. She's... Yeah, well, this is just because he doesn't like Eli. Of course, I know that. But it just it, it cracked me up. But, oh, by the way, we also right. find out that uh, Eli's father, Eli's uh, dad is the captain of the, uh, the station in Blade Runner. That's the actor, the old guy. Uh, who looks very similar to what he he's obviously older he's like 35 years older i'm but, pretty sure he's been old his whole life yeah he looks the, almost <laughs> the same though uh, as he did in blade runner which was 1982 for the record which was actually before this this what this year's set in because it was i think it was a bit later in the 80s so yeah i don't know yeah i was gonna see him again i, I like a good that guy yeah hey, that guy <laughs> i was a good that guy yeah um yeah. so so feeling upset about everything baby billy has another idea he goes over to young jesse and starts as as we refer to uh i don't know how universal this term is but uh stirring shit uh, is the term that comes to mind for me uh where he he comes over and a offers his offers his what like 13 year old nephew a beer mm-hmm. he's about that age uh and keeps giving him more beer we get like a montage of him drinking beer and he's got like eight cans in front of him like yeah yeah <laughs> basically oh, i used to hate my dad you know what i would used to do if i was upset if i'd do this and i'd embarrass him in front of everyone and he's just like yeah he's goading him yeah so of course we get a scene where young jesse goes up and drunkenly tries to yell at eli and then throws up all over the barbecue and i'm not gonna lie i was like that's a waste of like five burgers like those look those look Good. tasty but, and I, I gave up. Well, I didn't give up burger specifically, but I gave up cheese a few months ago. So I've not had a burger in a while. So I was looking at those burgers and that 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 barbecue, and I was like, mm. burger, <laughs> juicy. You eat meat every day. Yeah, but not burgers. <laughs> oh, I had what sausage today? I had some sausage. Hmm. All right, just just stare at me in judgment then. All right, I had. I went to In-N-Out Burger, and I ordered a veggie burger, which means they don't have a patty or any cheese and no spread. <laughs> so it's basically just a sandwich, like a vegetable sandwich. Really? They don't actually have a veggie burger burger? They don't actually have a patty, no. It's one of their secret menu items. So when you go, so you've told me a few times in the past, oh, I went to In-N-Out today. That's what you mm-hmm. always get. You just get a burger without the burger in it. <laughs> yep. There's no patty, no cheese. You'd be surprised how much the flavor comes through. I, I keep going back and getting it. It's great. Oh, sure. I hope it's cheaper. 
Yeah, it's like four bucks with that and fries. Not bad. Okay. Okay. See, guys, you can still be on healthy as shit even when you're a vegan. That's possible. Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> I mean, I've lost like no weight since I went vegan almost two years ago. Because <laughs> we have plenty of junk food. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe I could be vegan. There's all this junk food still available. That's all I need in life. And you would save animals. Yay. Eh, you know what? Yeah, I know. The cows are coming. You don't want to think about it too much. I get it. <laughs> I don't want to anyway. eat snake, but I'm okay with snakes being murdered, just for the record. Um, no. Snakes are the worst. The worst. They're vital to the ecosystem. <laughs> Unless they're in Australia. <laughs> in which case, they're close to taking over and being dominant, so just kill everyone you see. <laughs> yeah, and maybe even Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much every plant and animal in Australia is trying to kill you. You know, if it's, if it's not... Yeah, don't go to If it's not venom or poison... Although the people there are really awesome, so... If it's not venom... You know, if it's not minus. If it's not venom or poison, the kangaroo will try to punch you to death. What was that? <laughs> Hemsworth. Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's Liam Hemsworth being mad that he's not as good as his brother, so he gets upset and lashes out. Oh, he's had a rough year. Hashtag half a Hemsworth. Um, I stole that joke from Ed uh, Oliver. John Oliver. Last week tonight. Uh. <laughs> he made that joke. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so we have this drunken moment. When Eli goes into him when he's lying in bed later and asks, like, hey, like, where did you get the hooch? Uh, that's one of those words that I remember what it means when someone uses it, but I, like, I hear it, like, once every, like, 14 years, so <laughs> I would never, like, think of to say it. Um, yeah, maybe that's a very 80s thing. Yeah, maybe, actually, you're right. It could be an old-fashioned thing. And he's like, he doesn't even try to hide, he's like, oh, uh, Uncle Belly. <laughs> he's like, yeah, baby. Drunk, like, yeah. yeah. And I, I do like, because we see throughout the episode that he keeps getting mad at him and he wants to, like, you know, he keeps telling Amy Lee, like, oh, yeah, don't listen to him. He just wants to use you for money, blah, blah, blah. But I do kind of like here, and it shows you their partnership here where he's like, okay, am I dealing with this or are you? It's like, you know, like, I, like, if you want to do it, it's your brother, you can go deal with him, but one of us has to go talk to him about this. And of course she does. She goes to see him. And actually, one of my favorite little things in the episode, this is a great touch in the script is when she arrives here at uh, Baby Billy's place, which we find out later is the place that he inherited from their parents. Um, their their mm -hmm. big ranch. And like I say, again, it's a lot of land. There's a lot, a lot of money in the church, apparently. Um, but uh, he um, he's playing catch. Uh, do you still call it catch versus football? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's not quite the room level. They're not in tuxedos. It's not an alleyway. But they're playing catch uh, with, with the American football. And at the end of the scene, he does this. He, does, he plays this little prank on his son. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> I'm dying. Pull yourself together, man. We're doing a review. We're professionals. <coughs> yeah, I'll be professional. I'll die. Professional to my last breath. Um, but he, uh, he's like, go long, go long, go long. And I thought I was going to see a repeat of the scene in the pit. The infamous pit scene where the guy like goes long and falls in the pit. But uh, <laughs> have you seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's glorious. Uh, so he's like, go long, go long, go long. And then he just doesn't throw the ball. And the kid just sort of turns around. He's left standing there like, huh? Like he plays this <laughs> trick on his son. But what's beautiful about this moment is that it actually foreshadows what he does with Amy Lee. It's exactly what he does with her. Mm. 
he, he gives her this reason to want to like go out and catch the ball and then it turns out the reason to for her to do what she's going to do was false to begin with it, it's a fake out where they get upset they I, I get angry with each other he says he needs the money and ultimately his bargaining chip is that he's, he's so struggling for cash that he's going to have to start selling off parts of the the family land you know uh, several acres and Emily's not happy about this and she's like, hey, if you're going to sell it, then we'll buy it from you and you get the money and it gets to stay in the family. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to sell it off. And then she eventually just kind of like gives in and says, okay, fine, I'll do the, the, the shortened three-month tour with you um, while I'm pregnant. And of course, he's all happy about this and this leads to the big scene where they're on TV and they're on their show, the Gemstone show, and they do this this, this performance. Like, oh, we're going to tease the, the concerts by doing this one song. Um, and, you know, it. they are very good at it. There clearly was a reason why people liked them. And it's, you know, there's a chemistry it's really there. It's well done. And I like it's how... a catchy song. I like that it's a song that you can tell by the lyrics are supposed to be performed by children. Because mm. <laughs> it's a song about kids misbehaving. And, um, but they're, like, adults. Like, and... It's just one more reason, like, Baby Billy is still calls himself ba- Baby Billy. Like, he's still holding on to this one thing he, he was good at when he was a child, and that's mm. still the one thing that he's working with. What, what I liked about it as well is I liked that it kept cutting back to John Goodman's reaction, because he was sitting over <laughs> on the sofa because he's not a part of the performance. Yeah, you're right. And, and the, he was, like, he was getting into it. It was. like It starts off with him being kind of like, I can't believe she's doing this. Like, I thought, you know, I thought we talked about this. Billy's a prick. Why is she doing this? And like halfway through the song, he starts tapping along. He's kind of getting into it. And he's like, you know what? This is good. Like, he can't deny that there is like some magic here that, you know, there's mm-hmm. a reason why she wouldn't want to do this. Just purely for the act of performing. Just purely for the act of actually doing the, the, the tour. And it seems a little bit too happy. They're all at dinner together. They go to the same restaurant. They always go to that stupid crown place that they always seem to go to. And of course, Billy happens to casually drop because they're all happy. He's telling her about all the locations they're going to, and she's all excited and is into it. And he drops a little dig here or there where he's like, "Hey, you know, Jesse, you don't look like a look like a gemstone. You look like a whatever uh, his last name is. You know, as you know, Emily's maiden name." And you know, just this little dig at you know Eli's. Uh, even though it's like, yeah, he can equally be both. He's he's a product of both families. <laughs> That's literally what he is. Yeah. I, I look like people both on my mother's and father's side. It's normal. <laughs> so it works. Oh dear. Anyway, uh, and he lets out that he already sold a couple of pieces of the property. And she's like, but you'd already done that. Like, you couldn't have done that since we, we spoke about this because that was like a week ago or even less than that. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'd already done it. Like, that was already a thing. Like, I, that's what I said. I said I'd already sold them. And she's like, no, you didn't. You said you were thinking of selling them. And she like i'm not in the tour and you know eli like quite you know the whole family gets the whole family to go up get up and leave um and there's like a little funny moment afterwards with the uh, uh billy and his son where his son's got like a little throwing star that he's made out of like a napkin but it's got like mm-hmm. snot on it it's just this little little he's weird just go with it but like i i think it, and judy steals a bunch of the food before she goes she does yeah um <laughs> What I liked about this is that it, it, it kind of like, it gets to that point where even Eli seems to be kind of like given in a little bit because it seems like, okay, maybe it actually isn't a terrible idea. And Emily is yeah. genuinely quite excited. And because we see what she's like and we see that she holds the family together, she really is the one who brings the values to the family. The fact that she gets angry and calls it all mm-hmm. off and has to cut ties with Billy 
is because that's the thing you know billy shows up at the the studio uh for one of the last scenes to talk to eli yeah. and he's like, oh she's my sister she should be like doing stuff for me first blah 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 and eli so, quite rightly says well i'm her husband and the difference is is that when we were on stage we're standing side by side one of us is not the star and the other one's the backup we are we yeah. are together we are equal and i treat her that way and that's why she does things when i ask her to that's why we have this respect for each other is whereas you just want mm-hmm. her to do the thing you want to do because it's your your way out it's your your easy way money yeah and I, i'm glad that this was amy lee's decision and yeah. not eli's decision it had to be to to leave yeah it had to be otherwise we would have a reason to be on baby billy's side even if it was just like the reason that he his life is not as good as their life is because um well maybe you know eli was a part of that but instead it's no it's he dug his own grave yeah he he, he himself did something and it kind of paints him as an antagonist and kind of something of a villain yeah. to a point and he's not irredeemable as a villain like he you know he could no, no, become no. closer with the family i the... mean we kind of saw that already in like the third episode right when he was with eli in the shopping mall yeah, yeah, and they could they could go further down that path, and uh, or mm-hmm. it could lead to more conflict. We could, you know, they could fall out again, kind of thing. Like it wouldn't shock me if they have Baby Billy team up with uh, with Scotty and Gideon. Mm. Like you know him yeah. wanting to steal money. Like that that would. That is also kind of a neat thing to see Jesse be because Jesse's been like the little prodigy of oh, yeah. of Eli, the next in line, next of kin, but. When he, Jesse was young, he was just like his own sons and defiant and in fact, at one an point, asshole. At one point, he even says he's going to run away and become a wrestler, which is very similar to Gideon's thing of wanting to run away and become a stuntman. Yeah. So, There's a lot of layers in this comedy. <laughs> and only six of them are on John Goodman. That was a bad fat joke. I apologize. Um, no, like, uh, yeah. It really well. It looks uh, good. I think this this episode's actually really solid, and I think it's a nice testament to it that it's like, hey, we can do an episode that is actually very light on jokes, but you're not actually mad that that's the case. You're you're, you're into the story right. and you're into the drama of it. And it's a, you know, it happened during a cliffhanger. It did, yeah, because it was the cliffhanger in the last episode, which I'm I'm sure we're getting to next week now. So, yep, I certainly hope to. so. <laughs> Interlude part two. <laughs> And until part three, we'll get back to that cliffhanger in season two, folks. So the rest of the season set in the 80s. Um, yeah, that, that'd be a mistake, obviously. But obviously, there's a couple of shots at the end of uh, Billy and his car just what looking because we see what the gemstones building looked like in the 80s and how it looks obviously a lot more modern now and it's been refurbished mm-hmm. and renovated and blah, blah blah. And he's just listening to the old tape of him and his sister singing. And we also see Eli like at the the little memorial uh, for his wife. And it's just you know it, it gives you this thing where. This episode was about why they have this conflict, and it shows you where the, they yeah. both are now. Uh, and Billy's kind of this bitter outsider who, you know, like might might lead to him being a villain. You know, I can I can definitely see it yeah. going that way. I think they did a really good job with uh, Amy Lee's character. I was not expecting somebody so likable. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, she's 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 a bit more level headed than the rest of them. Well, it's her intent, you know, the the intent of the televangelist that you see on TV is doesn't seem to be all that good. It seems to be just about money, like donate to this and I'll pray for you and help me get my my jet, (laughs) my second jet. That's what God wants. But 
And that's what I was kind of expecting from all of the gemstone family from what we've seen so far. But her intention really is to just spread love and, you know, the gospel because that's what she believes in. And there, there's no intention of anything other than uh, as worth like good intentions and love. As know? worth mentioning, Eli's father does make a comment about how extravagant his life already is. Because he says all a preacher yeah. needs is four walls and the book. Like, that's all, all the preacher needs. Yeah. Uh, He's and- commenting on also the the extravagance of the party mm. and how when you were a kid you, your birthday meant that you just didn't get to do chores and that was enough <laughs> <laughs> it's a different times and i mean this is true to life i feel like this is like a just a real world thing is that you know sure. there was a shift where now kids do get spoiled assuming the parents can afford it they will spoil their kids for their birthdays and christmas it's just kind of a normal thing across the board now not that everyone does it because obviously some parents will be a bit more strict and have their own beliefs mm-hmm. and values as to what they want to do but it's a pretty normal thing i feel like even just you know, yeah mem- i agree remembering like if you from- don't have to struggle then yeah yeah like you would choose not to yeah because if, if i remember um just my childhood like i, I remember like it felt like most kids were spoiled at christmas like i, I don't remember anyone feeling like oh they didn't get much like it was always mm-hmm. everyone got like a boatload of stuff you know, you woke up and the couch was covered in presents. That was Christmas. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we come from the, the baby baby boomer family, your generation parents, you know, so. Yes. Whereas the ones... millennials' children are handled back to just getting a nice little bit of cake and that's all you get because we're all poor. Yeah. Because the baby boomer, <laughs> boomers ruined everything. We spent all our money on our phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so yeah, solid episode, solid episode of Gemstones. So by all means, uh, let us know what you think of the episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitter's at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. And uh, <laughs> I was trying, I was going to try to think of a joke with uh, you know, Twitter being bird related and tie it back into the Judy line, but I couldn't think of it. I think it's way in time. Uh, so yeah, go go uh, do that. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, rate, rate the po- audio podcast on Apple Podcast, five stars, that helps us out a lot. And of course, um, God definitely wants you to go to patreon.com, don't they, Tara? We sure do. <laughs> Why, for one dollar? <laughs> one dollar, say it again, Sister Tara. <laughs> one dollar, praise be, donate to Mild Fuzz campaign. <laughs> Help Peter keep the lights on. Oh. Maybe he'll pray for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Don't, don't. Uh, yeah, bonus stuff, of course. You get bonus episodes of some of our podcasts, and uh, the higher tiers have uh, things like names at the end of the videos and voting for certain shows and things like that. So go have a look at patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Um, Tara was too busy laughing at my joke to and continuing it to actually give you any of the pertinent information that is required <laughs> during the Patreon plug. It's on the screen. <laughs> And the audio podcast people? They should also <laughs> check the um, YouTube page for all of their LinkedIn, not LinkedIn, Patreon needs. <laughs> the male fudge riches. I'm so hungry. <laughs> My dog is withering away. Yeah, Tara's hungry for that second jet, so uh, go, go to patreon.com. <laughs> um, but that is uh, that is us, so thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>